What's up, friends? It's Haley, aka Bird, and you are tuning in to the Give Them the Bird podcast. This podcast is all about challenging what it means to be healthy and fit. It's about celebrating sustainable behavior change and non-scale victories. And most importantly, it's about giving the bird to the diet industry and societal expectations of body size. Why? Well, because at the end of the day, you have an entire life to live that does not require your body look a certain way. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's give them the bird. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to GTB. My name is Haley, aka Bird. I'm a certified intuitive eating counselor and weight neutral coach. And it's good to be back. (laughs) If you are a regular listener of the show, you know that I took last week off. I went on a nice long weekend vacation to Galveston with my family. And right before leaving, I was thinking about, okay, I'll get back on Sunday. I can probably record a solo episode. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to want to do that. So I made the executive decision to take a week off and it felt really good, um, I've said it before, having a podcast takes a bit of work when you also have a full-time job. There's a lot that goes into it, the recording, the editing, the content creation for social media. Um, So it felt really good just to take a week off. And what do you know? No one died. I live to tell a story. So use that as a reminder to take a break every once in a while. I know that not everybody is in the position where they can, um, but... If you are in a position where you take a break, no one dies, I think uh, I think you deserve to do that every once in a while. <laughs> so I got back on Sunday, which was March 6th, and the next day, so Monday, March 7th, I recorded this episode with Devin Vonderhaar from The Modern Minimalist. Going into it, I did not really feel as on it as I normally do. I hadn't really reviewed my questions or done my last minute like online browsing like I normally do. I honestly was just very tired and you'll hear my voice. Um, I had been been losing my voice. I think it was just a matter of going from like warm, humid weather to back to Iowa where it's cold and very dry. Um, But Devin was literally the most perfect person to interview. As you will probably gather from our conversation, she is super down to earth. She's extremely calming and the interview, the interview felt way more just like a conversation, which was really, really nice. A little bit more about Devin, if you're not familiar with her. She is a holistic home organizer, a stylist, KonMari consultant, and creator of The Modern Minimalist. She empowers mompreneurs and creatives to live intentionally through creating a vision, minimizing belongings, and energizing their space. Her brand is a blend of warm minimalism, sustainability, counseling, design, energy work, and spirituality. Before chatting with Devin, I didn't know that she had a background in counseling, so we start off this conversation by diving into that a little bit, um, and we reflect back on it several times throughout the conversation as we talk about other things, but we dive into really talking about how clutter and disorganization can impact our health and our mental well-being, and how she uses her background in counseling to inform her practice, which you'll hear her say is a really unique perspective to have. Um, I personally, through my searching to try to find somebody to come on to talk about this topic, I felt like there was a piece missing. Like there was a piece 
regarding mental well-being that was missing from all the people that I looked into, but Devin really hits the nail on the head. So I'm really excited for you to hear about that. Devin also talks about how her method of organizing is really a journey of self-discovery and why defining a vision for yourself and your life is an important first step to take when beginning the process of organization. I was not expecting this at all. Like I, when I asked her, what are some things that we can do to get started? I was thinking that she would say, you know, start with your closet or start with, I don't know, your car, whatever it is. Um, I was not expecting it to be a process of mental, like a mental process to get started, this visioning um, and this thing and defining and manifesting what you want for yourself. So I thought that was really cool. Um, In talking with Devin, I could really tell she walks the walk. So I wanted to know how this all shows up in her own life. And I learned it includes not having a microwave, (laughs) which is just mind blowing to me. I literally use my microwave like every single day. So it was really cool for her to say, yeah, we don't have a microwave. And uh, it just got me thinking about other ways I can try to minimize my belongings beyond just the small things that I do. Not that I'm going to get rid of my microwave. Like, I don't know how Tyler would live without it because he eats a bag of microwave popcorn literally every single night at 8 p.m. like an old man. But anywho, Um, I also get a little personal advice from Devin around how to let go of emotionally charged items. I share how I have a closet of my dad's belongings. He passed away in 2013 and I just haven't gone through any of that stuff. (laughs) And you'll hear that there's a lot of weird shit in there that's basically... um, no offense, dad, garbage that I just need to toss out, but um, I really struggle in doing it. And she helps me kind of make sense of why it's so difficult and also gives me practical advice for maybe how to get started with that process. Devin also shares some pretty profound outcomes her clients have experienced as a result of their work together. And then she leaves us with one final piece of advice, which I think you'll like to hear. And I really like to hear because it's ironically very similar to the first piece of advice or a big piece of advice that I tell people when it comes to movement and fitness and just getting started with healthy habits. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to remind you that if you are enjoying GTB, you can show us some love by heading over to iTunes or Spotify and leaving a rating and a review and subscribing. Alrighty, now let's get into my conversation with Devin Vonderhaar. Before we dive into all things organizing and minimalism and all that we're going to talk about, um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell listeners a little bit more about who you are. Sure. I am Devin Bonderhaar. Um, My business is called The Modern Minimalist. I do holistic home organizing and styling. Um, I have a background in counseling, so I like to think that what we do, it's much more transformative. It just happens to be that, you know, the medium is the space that you live in. Tell us, tell me more about how you got into this because I don't remember where I read your story, but I read it somewhere. I don't know <laughs> if it was on your website or yeah. if it was on your Instagram, but I just remember thinking like, this is really profound. So I'm curious if you feel comfortable, if you can share a yeah. little bit more about what led to the modern middle of the list. Sure. So I would say my story sounds a little different depending on like, I don't know, the day maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I feel um, that, yeah. <laughs> but in in a in a in a nutshell, um, I always knew I wanted to help people. I just wasn't sure exactly what it was going to look like. Um, I grew up in Kentucky in a very like 
traditional, you know, you go to school, you get the degree, you go to grad school, you do the thing. So that, um, I mean, I, I thrived in that environment, but also it didn't have the thing that I, the thing that I wanted to do didn't really exist in, in what I do now. Um, I had to kind of create it for myself. So I went through a long path of uh, pre-med. No, that's not a fit. Pharmacy. Now we're going to try psychology. I went to counseling school. I tried event management. I did personal assistant work and all kinds, all kinds of things um, on the path to finding what it was that I wanted to do. Um, but eventually I went to counseling school and that was like the closest thing. But then um, there's just so much burnout and there's so many like ethical dilemmas that I had in the Midwest. Um, so we moved out here and then eventually a combination of like personal assistant work combined with um, getting more into organizing specifically and then learning about Kumari um, and kind of infusing my counseling training with a lot of the other um, modalities that I had learned about in my own kind of self-discovery journey is how I created the modern minimalist and it's kind of evolved and grown as as I have evolved and grown over time mm -hmm. um, but it's it's definitely it's a very unique a unique unique way of organizing and styling your home mm -hmm. so it's pretty cool <laughs> it's super freaking cool like and I know that we're probably going to get into it a little bit later on but even when I reached out to you I had been looking at different like organizers or whatever it was. Like I had a couple people who had reached out to me with recommendations and I was like, I just, I don't know what it is. I just not connect. Like there's, there's gotta be more to this. And um, I had remembered that I listened to you on the Unwell with Erica podcast. Um, but because you're in Portland, I was trying to find somebody like more local. Um, yeah. I was like, that's what I'm looking for. Like someone that talks about the way you know, clutter and disorganization like impacts us and how it's not just about labeling things and making things straight on a shelf. Like there's so much more to it in terms of like energy and all right. of that. So I was really, really drawn. I'm just like drawn to everything you say. And I signed up for your newsletter and <laughs> I'm a little bit behind, <laughs> but like I just, everything that you talk about like speaks to me and it feels like it's it's so much more because I've also learned a little bit, like I've listened to podcasts about like feng shui and all that. And I'm like, oh, that's right. so cool. So I know that there's more to it than, again, just like alphabetizing or color coding or whatever it is that mm -hmm. people think about with organization. Um, yeah. I'm curious if you can talk more about like the health and well-being side of things. Like what, how can clutter and disorganization, you know, impact our health and well-being or maybe how like that, that counseling piece comes into play too that you mentioned? Totally. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think I've met any other like counselor turn organizers. So I do, I feel like it is such a useful skill set. I mean, it, it comes up all the time. Like when people break out in tears and you're in their kitchen looking at pans, like you have to be <laughs> yeah, ready for these things. And you're not, you're not going to expect whenever, whenever it comes, like people's emotional connections to thing, things aren't really you can't, you never know mm -hmm. um, when it's going to come up. So you have to be prepared for, for anything. Um, mm -hmm. I find that clutter, it's, 
it's an energy block. Um, there's like, like you're on your pathway and it's just this thing preventing you from being able to just like flow through mm. life with ease. Um, for a lot of creatives, it prevents the flow of creativity and like productivity with work. I mean, with, you know, the last two, three, whatever, how many, how many years we've been oh my in gosh, this place that we're in right now. Uh, work is home. Home is gym. Home is home is life. Home is kids' school. Home is home is everything. So um, it affects your whole interconnected web of living life when your home doesn't feel in flow. Mm. Um, it can make you sick. It can increase like depressive symptoms, anxiety symptoms. We all have anxiety, so you know mm-hmm. that definitely plays a part. Um, also, just People tend to, um, I find that there's like an over connection to um, the past or to items that remind us of like past versions of ourselves or loved ones who have died um, or like old relationships or all Mm -hmm. kinds of different or or pets that have died maybe. But Mm -hmm. um, there's all kinds of things like that, that we think that these physical attachments that we need to have them um, and we it's not really about the things. It's never really about the physical attachments, like your memories, your life, like everything is still with you. There is nothing that can take away what it is that is your, you know, life force energy. Mm-hmm. But um, humans just tend to tend to grab onto things. And yeah. It's like having a, that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally relate to that. I feel like the, ta- like, it's almost like a tangible physical reminder mm-hmm. feels more powerful than, the like the memory sometimes and I think for me too as because I can totally relate to what you just mentioned I feel like someday I'm like I know that my memories change I know that like things are fleeting and so part of me is like I I have to keep this as like my reminder because what if I forget so I yeah yeah, that's that's really powerful and and what you mentioned about anxiety totally feel that way like (laughs) the more shit I have everywhere. I mean, my anxiety is just like through the freaking roof. And I obviously I'm a health and wellness coach. And I even see that with um, people when it comes to like getting active, they're like, and what you mentioned about being at home, like I can't do a workout or do yoga when I have all this clutter in the corner or whatever it might be. So it's like, yeah, I love the the flow of energy that that really like creates a, a good picture in my mind of of um, how clutter can impact our mental and physical well being. That's really powerful. Yeah. Um, how do we get started? <laughs> yeah. How do we get started with organizing or decluttering? And I I know that this probably will go into like your method a little bit and your approach to it, but. Mm-hmm. I feel like the getting like even when I put out kind of an ask for podcast topics and I dove into those that mentioned this topic, they were like the getting started part. That is just it's like so freaking overwhelming to even begin. So how do we yeah, how do we go about it? Right. It's definitely it's scary to just, you know, jump in the deep end and you you don't know how deep the pool is. Like mm. it it may not have that may not be an end at all. So Mm -hmm. it's very scary for most people um, to get started. I, well, my workbook would be the great place to start, but in general, like creating a vision is what, in my method, what 
uh, we start with because I think everything you have to kind of recenter and get like a reset on, okay, who am I right now? What is it that I want in my life right now? And kind of start the, the manifesting the, the intangible things so that you can kind of bring them down to the, to the reality. So um, I have like a vision exercise that we go through um, and talk through in our first session. Cause I believe that speaking these things with, with me, with other people, it all kind of uh, magnifies how powerful that can be. And the vision is what will bring you through. It's, it's the deeper meaning. It's, it's what this is really about is, you know, transforming your, your life and the way you, the way you live and what is, what is important around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I read on your website, you talk about, you talk about it like as a journey and like a path to self-discovery. Can you talk more about that? Because at first I'm like organizing, (laughs) self-discovery, like what the hell? But I mean, it makes sense, especially when you're talking about like the the energy and everything. But yeah, tell me more about that. Yeah. So for me, I mean, your home is just what is important to you. They're just all reminders of like, what are the values in your life? What is, what is how what you prioritize, what you spend your time doing, like that is what is around you. And it's always really curious to me because my clients are so interesting as humans and have so many hobbies. And like, all I do is like organize and hike and that's, and travel. It's, that's pretty much what I do and hang out with my dogs. But <laughs> um, I feel like my clients are just so creative and so into so many things. So it's, it's really cool to see um, who people are and aspects of your personality that um, when you walk in someone's house, like you get all kinds of little, little pieces, little golden nuggets of, of who that person is. Um, I don't know where I was going after that. See, mm-hmm. I lost it, but. <laughs> no, it's so good. Yeah. Like the journey that you, like the path to self-discovery. Oh, the journey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're on it. Yeah. So um, I feel like people, especially, you know, in the last few years kind of get lost in the minutia of, of work and stress and, I don't even know what tomorrow's going to look like. So a lot of people really need that time to just intentionally focus on where I am now and where I want to be. And this is that opportunity to go through all of the things that exist and make sure that they are in alignment with, with the life you want to live, not mm-hmm. the life you have been living or the life your mom wanted you to live or, you know, whoever, whoever it is in your life that told you, you should live one way, um, and create that for yourself instead. Mm, That's cool. And that totally makes sense why you would start with a vision, like defining who you are at your core and like what, what you want your life to be like. Yeah. And Mm. that's, I think just me as a human, that's just kind of always the way I've been, but I find that a lot of people just don't have that naturally to like focused in on on what they want and what their intentions are so it's really it's really important and it's questions that a lot of people have never really sat down like oh this is this is hard like Mm, yeah (laughs) but it's important right well I feel like a lot of people think you know we feel like I'm I'm stuck where I'm at doing what I'm doing Mm -hmm. you know especially I mean I'm not even 30 yet I'm only I'm only 28 and sometimes you know I have those moments where it's like well this is it. Get the job, have the health insurance and, you know, all of that. Yeah. And so 
what all those other versions of ourself that like we may be living for other people, we almost like that becomes who we think we are and we forget about all those other things that we wanted to do someday or want to be. Mm -hmm. um, I did a, a mentorship program, a 12 week mentorship program, and we spent a lot of time diving into that and like creating or just finding out who like the higher version of ourself is. And I was like, holy shit, <laughs> like there's still time to do this. And it's, it's not even like a, you know, it is, it's transformative, but it's not like I really have to change that much, you know, to get there. It's like right. just defining it and even just saying it out loud and having some of those questions like asked to me, it makes me already live my life as if I'm that person, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think just like allowing someone else to like give you that, that space to validate that, hey, you can live differently. Mm -hmm. It's super important. And I don't know who said it, but the like, you're not too old. It's not too late. Like, mm -hmm. I love that because mm -hmm. you can redefine it anytime. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can, you can reset any day you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So can you talk a little bit more about your approach to this? Cause you mentioned, you mentioned like the, is it KonMari? Yeah. The sparking, yeah. sparks so, joy, sparking joy. Right? <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. talk more about your, your approach, your method. So I, um, definitely that is like kind of the foundation of things is the KonMari method, which, um, I learned about when we moved and we had to just kind of like downsize everything. What wouldn't fit in a U-Haul didn't come. So we sold pretty much everything except for the Tempur-Pedic, which is so heavy, but it's such a nice, sleep is everything. So yes. <laughs> it came. Um, but what was I saying? Hmm. Komari. Komari. Mm -hmm. So we, I found Komari like right after we moved, I was on a working interview for this. Um, it was like a personal assistant job, but it was like being, it was like being the household manager in charge of all the nannies in the house. Oh, wow. It was like this, it was a really interesting, really interesting family. But um, I didn't end up taking the job, but I learned about Kumari and we were folding and she was showing me it and I was like, oh, that's interesting. So then I looked it up and uh, started, you know, doing the folding method. And then, um, I don't know, maybe... I think it was less than two years or so between then and finding out that Kumari consultants were a thing mm. and I signed up for the next seminar and got certified uh in 2019 and then um also started my business in 2019 so that's like we go through the categories it's much more about this like philosophy on life and creating an intentional life and um I definitely use it more as like the guiding principles of the way we kind of structure things but mm. Um, there's definitely a lot of other things that I kind of bring in to my approach specifically, but, um, yeah, it's just, it was just a completely different way of seeing things. And it's the only, um, approach that I ever kind of gravitated towards because it's, it's about so much more than just, you know, the labels and the acrylic, the never ending acrylic bins or mm. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, oh, what what did you say in the beginning? So when you were when you learned about the the method, you weren't even like you hadn't even dreamed of being a professional organizer at that point, right? No, no. Wow. I um, so when I was in 
um, I mean, I grew up nannying okay. uh, through like middle school, high school, college, and then it turned into like household management and personal assistant work. Um, so when I was like up until grad school, I mean, organizing was always something that I was doing with families and homes. Um, but I, I wasn't, I also wasn't like the organized person, like from, you know, a young age, like Marie Kondo was, mm-hmm. um, but I found that in adulthood, I think college was like the first time living with like four other roommates when I just started being like, oh, oh my God, like get all of your beer cans away from here. Like, yeah. <laughs> and writing all my like passive aggressive post-it notes. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but I, I started being very aware of like, okay, I need my own space. My space mm-hmm. has to be calm. Um, so like slowly over time, I kind of honed in on, on what that meant and, and why it was important um, beyond just what I was finding for myself. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a journey to get to Kumari and then getting to just creating exactly what I, what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So you, you said you started your business in like 2019 Mm -hmm. and then pandemic happens. Yeah. How has that been for you? Like (laughs) how? So I guess I technically, like before I officially like got my paperwork to start the business, I I think it was like six months or so that I just posted on Facebook, like, hey, anyone want to let me organize your house? And then people said yes. So then I did. Um, but 2019 was like slowly growing. I was pretty busy that summer. And then I was... Um, getting certified and all of that and that was like very very busy time and then pandemic happened and um yeah things switched to virtual I found that I'm very much like a tactile in person Mm -hmm. that's like my jam so it was it was an interesting time um but we we were lucky to be in a situation where um we were in Portland and then we had this opportunity to live at this um, five acre property out in Washington for, for a year of the pandemic. So we kind of got away and kind of had like this vacation kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. both my partner and I own our own businesses that are largely in person. So it was, it was, it was kind of a nice vacation for a Mm -hmm. time to, to be away from the city and be away from everything and just kind of um, create new ideas about, what I wanted my business to look like and, and starting to create a course, which I, I did a beta course through, um, what was that? I think it was March, 2020, something like that, which Erica was actually in, which was Oh, cool. really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Cause I, I started that like right before I had the podcast with her and mm-hmm. she was like, Oh, I'm actually interested in doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool. Yeah. So so I beta launched the course and I'm still, I should be launching the actual course this, this spring, hopefully. That's um, exciting. Yeah. So that was like one avenue that I just started, started a YouTube. I started to just like do a lot more creative stuff on the back end during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, prep all of the stuff for once, once life restarted, mm-hmm. but it ended up being only, you know, four or five months that I was not with people in person. And then, Mm. um, I went back 
you know, masked and taking all the precautions. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of been there ever since. Um, mm -hmm. Started building a team this year. So that was exciting. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So that's been and actually one of them. Uh, it was one of my clients who was just very impacted by the process. So then mm -hmm. she went to um, through the Komari certification process. And so we'll be people will be able to book with her or with me or together. And then I have a few other assistants that'll work together with um, more of the like traditional organizing work as well. So, mm, whoa. Um, yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Like you're, you're yeah. really growing. That is so cool. Yeah. So then another new thing that happened, I think that was during pandemic is we completely renovated the kitchen in the place that we were living. Oh gosh. So that like jump started. I love, design so I'll be going to design school in the fall so that's going to be like another kind of add-on to how the business will grow and evolve whoa that's yeah. super exciting <laughs> that's huge yeah. so you yeah. have you have like big things going on and big things to come mm -hmm. how does that feel yeah. good yeah. I love I've always loved um to me, like organizing and design just kind of go hand in hand mm -hmm. um it always ends up being a conversation that you know, space planning or what other things do you want to do in this space? Or how is, you know, how is this space not serving you outside of just the minutia of, of the stuff within the space? So um, it's always been something that I loved doing and it's always been a part of the work. So um, I'm just excited to see how having more education on that side of things will help me um, expand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And talk about like, you're never too old. Not that you're old. I don't, I don't even know how old you are. But like, you know, you can always go back to school. You can always start the business. It's, yeah. it's you're really kind of living those values and those things that you teach other people. I'm curious, yeah. like, about what does, what does organization and like minimalism, what does it look like for you? Or even like energy? Like, how do you in a right. sense, like practice what you preach, you know, quote unquote, totally. um, what does like it look like in your life? So we don't own a microwave. Um, we don't own a printer. Like there's a lot of just like stuff like that, that people just decide is, you know, what is the convenient American existence. And I just am like, well, do I really need it? Can I just go to FedEx every time I need to print something, which is when I'm like, printing a return label or something. Mm -hmm, like, yeah. <laughs> um, and the microwave was simply because our kitchen is very small and I'm, I love our air fryer and it's very mm. aesthetically pleasing. So mm. I was like, can't we just use that? Like there's all kinds of things that I think it's it's getting down to multi-purpose things in your life so that you can have less stuff. Mm. Um, and in general, I'm just, I'm a highly sensitive person uh, which I've learned a lot about. Uh, but for me, that means that my environment just has to be very minimal um, so that I can be calm. There, I'm just, I'm very sensitive to everything around me. So mm -hmm. there just can't be a lot of stuff. It's just the way it is. So mm. um, that is, that is in a nutshell what it, what it looks like for me. Mm -hmm. Are there any other like, like, again, the quote unquote, regular household items that you don't have? I'm just so intrigued. <laughs> um other things that you can think of? I mean, of. I don't have a ton of clothes. We're, our house is, it's like a seventies, whatever. So it's, mm. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a tiny little 
I don't know dimensions off the top of my head, but it's a pretty small closet, I would say. Mm -hmm. I only have like um, two Ikea shoe racks of shoes. So like maybe Mm -hmm. like 20 pairs of shoes or something like that. Um, I'm very much just like, this is the space that I have. That's that's it. Like Mm -hmm. um, we have a one car garage. So we have like one storage shelf all that fits there that's all we have we have like our camping stuff our ski stuff like um but in general I think it just minimizes like the types of I'm not really big into hobbies so I guess that's a a helpful thing I don't have a whole lot of like (laughs) stuff Stuff, yeah um I have a camera I have Mm. uh, some like basic art supplies but Mm -hmm. um not a whole lot of hobbies that require a lot of stuff outside of our stuff and like a pair of hiking shoes but yeah I so with the pandemic I went through like a I got rid of everything in our house on Facebook marketplace like I sold our couches all of them yeah Tyler was like I was like you know what let's see if we can sell these and the whole plan was let's post them both and then when one sells take the other one down you know (sighs) Well, then 30 minutes later, I was like, babe, I just sold our couches. <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> so we moved like our bed into our living room. And I literally, we just had like a sleepover for like several months while we waited for a new couch to come in, which was wow. freaking amazing. Yeah. But um, so I went through this. I've like gotten rid of so many things and sold them on like, again, like Facebook marketplace and everything. And um I too am very sensitive and highly anxious and um, I feel so much better. Like what you were just saying, I feel so much better when I don't have a ton of stuff around me. Like even if it is like organized, the more I have, the I feel like I, it's just more things to think about and worry about. And I don't know if you're into like the whole picking a word for your year kind of thing. I've never done it, but I decided to this year. And I chose simple, like just living simply has, is something that is just so, the idea of it, like having less stuff around me, having less stuff on my plate, like just simple, simplifying things. It sounds like, oh, just like so peaceful to me. Um, and so I think that's what continued to like keep me selling things on Facebook marketplace. And then eventually I was like, okay, I'm going to have to knock this off because I do actually need these things. But um, (laughs) it's like, that's, that's like my hobby is selling things on Facebook marketplace. Um, But one area that, and we've kind of touched on it a little bit, one area that I struggle with so much, and I know that I had included this in my email to you, I have a closet of my dad's things. He passed away in 2013. And Mostly just because I have the storage space for it. I mm-hmm. just took all the stuff because I have two older sisters. Um, and like random shit. Like he has like old Tupperware containers of like rusty nails and stuff. Just like the weirdest shit. Which it makes sense if if, if anybody listening knows my dad. They're like, oh, that, that totally makes sense why he has that. But I just can't get myself to even like go through and go through that. So how, I'm curious, how does working with like emotional items, how, how do we go about that? Right. Okay. First off, I want to say it's very normal American society. We have this kind of disconnect between 
like life and death. And it's, Mm. uh, there's just like kind of this big wall where we don't know what to do. And we just, we just hold on to the things and that's what everyone does. And no one knows what to do. (laughs) So so that's the way, that's the way it stays. Mm -hmm. And then everyone just keeps stuff in storage. um, And it's largely stuff that we're never going to use again. Mm -hmm. Very, very normal um, things I come across very often. Good. That makes but me feel better. I, I'm like, should I just, should I just get a shadow box for all these screws? Like, <laughs> what about these pictures that he has of like, I mean, just weird shit. I'm like, I'll just, I'll just have my whole house will be a shadow box, you know, like how that, right. was, that was always the thing. But anywho, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing I do is like, ask, like, are you, are you ready to like, let go of things? Because, um, with the grieving process, you definitely have to be at a point that you are truly emotionally available and ready to do that work. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is, it's just heavier than most of the other areas of life that we go through um, in terms of like physical items. So definitely making sure that you are truly ready mm-hmm. to do it. Um, our memories live on with us forever. so it's not really attached to the physical items like we think it is. Um, I find that it's a layered process depending on the depth of the attachment to the human. Um, So there might be like cycles of letting go. Like, you know, today you're only able to let go of the rusty nails and then two months from now, you may feel ready to go back and and let go of physical like clothing items or Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. so I find that, especially depending on what the volume is of stuff that you have, like it might be a lot harder to go through like photos and things like mm-hmm. that. But um, so making some kind of system in which you kind of start building the habit of like, okay, today I'm going to go to the garage and just kind of tinker through a few things and put on some like light music that makes you feel better about it and give yourself a little treat afterwards or something to kind of like build more of a positive connection with it. And then going back like in a month from now, going back two months Mm -hmm. from now and creating some kind of like longer term system to go through that specific area um, because it is such a both heavy and just people just don't ever want to deal with it. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like you have to kind of reset your attachment or relationship to to what that process looks like. Mm. That slow but steady process sounds so much better to me than what I see in the movies a lot of times where it's like, yeah. I, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like movies in particular, but I feel like it's always like this grieving woman and then one day she just decides to clean out her husband's closet, you know, and she gets rid mm-hmm. of everything and it's like, oh, you know, and I've always been like, how, how do you do that? <laughs> like that is, you know, so um, I, I love the approach of starting with something small and making it mm-hmm. like a more pleasant experience like with you know having a treat and having nice music um so that sounds so much more doable and less like (gasps) anxiety provoking than just dumping out all these boxes into the garbage and you know yeah what i typically would expect somebody to, to tell me to do with all that so um i appreciate that approach so much more it's way more 
like sensitive to the individual, I feel like. Yeah. I also wanted to say something on, um, I'm really big on the importance of like creating ritual Mm. within our lives. So with like a death or like a major loss like that, I love um, creating ritual through like doing a burn ceremony. Mm. Um, I've done this a lot with like people going through divorce or like a move or like um, any kind of major transition that has perhaps like a negative or heavy connotation to it. Um, And you can like write things down on a piece of paper and burn them. Or maybe you want to burn a photo, just do it outside because photo burning is kind of nasty. Like doing a burning, like using fire as a way to like cleanse and purify and Mm. reset is really powerful. Um, And then another thing specifically with like, once you, you know, whittle down to like a few little mementos that you really love and have really positive attachments to with like a loved one that died, perhaps Um, creating like a little altar in your home Mm -hmm. is a really great way to kind of honor and, and keep that presence or attachment to the human um, more like alive in your, in your current life in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Um, I like, I'm getting more into like creating and cultivating the relationship with like ancestors. And, and I feel like an altar is kind of a, it's something you can actually do with a few items Mm -hmm. from a human that still, you know, respects and honors them um, and, and allows it to be kind of useful also. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really, I really like the idea of that. Mm. Yeah. I like that. I, I feel like I've done that a little bit. My dad, um, he wore cowboy hats everywhere. And so I have like his cowboy hats. I use them as like decoration. Um, Mm -hmm. even though like cowboy stuff is not my kind of life, but I like the colors of them. So it works (laughs) with like the, the color scheme in my house. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I like that, that, that feels very doable and, um, like more of a, um, what's that word? Like a moderate approach to working through all of that than just either leaving it there and not touching it <laughs> yeah. or just trashing all of it. And I love the idea of the rituals too, like finding, yeah, just making it like, it's a big deal. I feel like even if it is just getting rid of the rusty nails, like it's a big deal and to, to honor that. And, um, even if it doesn't actually do anything for me to be like, okay, this is like my way of showing you that I'm respecting your things, but like, they gotta go, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's cool. Very cool. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious, what have been some of the outcomes that your clients have experienced in working with you? Like, have there been any that you mentioned, like the one who is now going to be working with you? Um, but have there been any really like profound or instances that stick out to you in your head? Yeah. Um, so I think the first one, one of my first clients, um, when I got certified in 2019, we went through the process in her house and we only did like three sessions and they just did a lot of homework in between and um after she got done she like texted me one day that they're gonna sell their house they put they're putting it on the market next month and we're having an open house if you want to come by and I was like whoa like (laughs) what's happening Mm. um and she she was a mortgage lender so obviously she could make all of this happen very quickly and Mm -hmm. like uh in ways that 
a lot of people may have taken longer, but um, just seeing that someone was able to very quickly realize like, okay, this, this house isn't serving us anymore. We need something different. And then um, being able to help them after they moved into the new place, setting up um, their new kitchen. Those were just, it was just really cool to see people realize that for themselves. Mm -hmm. And it was like the first big validation that like, whoa, like something I'm doing is like really helping people. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had people like, uh, decide to move out of state. It was like, there's always like things people mention as like a someday kind of scenario, but this work really speeds up that process. Um, people tend to, I guess, just clear out a lot of the mental clutter or a lot of the like, what ifs one days kind of things and really believe that like, okay, we can actually, you know, do this and like time is of the essence and let's go, let's Mm -hmm. go move to LA and like, what's, what's keeping us here. Mm -hmm. So um, that was another, a lot of like big moves, um, quitting jobs, Mm -hmm. deciding that, I mean, that, that tends to be like more of a longer term thing, but I mean, that happens so often that people mention like they're really not happy with the job they're in and, and want to find a way to make, make it better or, or find a new job. Um, oftentimes people don't believe that they can do anything else or find something else, but that's definitely another um, big one or deciding to um, like expand their family which wow. tends to usually be like a, a someday or not yet, but um, it just brings a lot of the, these bigger life decisions to the forefront and makes them all, um, it, it really speeds things up, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, as you were sharing those, I imagine that when you, cause I talk about it in regards to like, obviously this is a non-diet weight neutral podcast. So we talk about like, mm-hmm. you know, getting active, um, you know, choosing food and movement that feels good for your body, regardless of how it makes your body look, like all of those things. Mm-hmm. And one thing we talk about a lot is like when we um, stop dieting or worrying about the food and the movement so much, like it frees up so much mental capacity to focus on other things. And I imagine like that's maybe what some of your clients experience, like those things that felt like I don't have the mental capacity to even like daydream on this idea now when we've moved this clutter or like clean the space whatever it is now it's like okay i have the mental mental capacity to think about it like that's kind right. of what i'm imagining happening yeah there's a huge connection between like your outer world and your inner world so as you clear one um it just opens up a lot of new neural pathways i think to mm-hmm. to seeing things differently and and creating life differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so cool. I literally want to go through my house again and like, <laughs> I'm going to change my life. I'm going to be moving out to Montana. I'm going to be, no, <laughs> so cool. Um, yeah. I absolutely love your method. I love what you do. I love the combination of the counseling with the organizing and it, it makes so much sense now. And it, it makes me wonder too, like how you're business and your approach would be different if you didn't have that background. Cause I can just see like, yeah, how impactful it is to, to what you do. And it allows you to, to have that massive impact and, and help people work through these like profound shifts and 
you know, the way they view themselves and what their life is like. So it's, um, yeah, really powerful and cool that you have that um, background. I'm curious if you can talk all about your services. So again, I know that you are based in Portland, but, and mm -hmm. I'm in Iowa, and a lot of my listeners are in the Midwest or in Iowa. But yeah, yeah. tell us more about um, what you offer, how people can work with you, all of that. Yeah. So I do do virtual work and I also do travel, which is something I'm actually trying to get more into. So um, for people who are not in Portland, it would probably be a combination of like on the front end, us working virtually together and then scheduling like me coming out for like maybe like a three day intensive or something like that to do mm -hmm. a lot of the in-person stuff. Um, so I do, I do do that. And then for the in-person work, um, I do like, I call it minimize, which is just strictly like the Kumari, like more decluttering um, style um, approach. And then I can give like product recommendations as mm -hmm. needed. And then I have my energize offering, which is more of um, minimizing plus like space planning, styling, product shopping, all of that. So it's, it's bringing together like the full the full vision mm -hmm. um to fruition which is it's my favorite to do to do mm -hmm. the whole thing because you get the biggest transformation of the physical and kind of the emotional mental everything with with that work and then I also do um more of just like the traditional done for you organizing with a team mm -hmm. um so we can also do that which tends to be a better fit for like move-ins where people mm -hmm. don't have the physical or mental space available to kind of do all of the things with us, but, um, and still get that, you know, like beautiful aesthetic, mm -hmm. um, afterwards with, uh, sustainable products mm. as much as possible. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so it's, um, and then I also do like brand collaborations and things like that with like social and, um, and then the course, of yeah. course, which will be coming mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> any, any day now I'll, uh, get that together but um yeah I'm currently working on that and getting that filmed and all of that good stuff so cool. there's a plethora there's a plethora of ways and then I also have a workbook which is like, yeah I was gonna say I was just looking at the workbook yeah yeah which is a really approachable um it's like 33 dollars so really low cost to get the full um my full method and has a lot of um worksheets and downloadables and all of that good stuff so I try to have a little bit of something at every price point so I can meet people where they are yeah and your again your newsletter is super helpful and you have I think I I know I downloaded it I don't know if I've gone through it, but you have like a checklist yeah don't yeah you? there's yeah. a free checklist that you can download from either the website or Instagram um, you can find it either of those places mm -hmm. I guess I'm on Pinterest too, but I'm not really very active there. I, I got rid of Facebook this year because that wasn't sparking joy anymore. So pretty much mm. just live on Instagram. <laughs> you know, I'm like, can can I just drop all social media? It doesn't, doesn't spark any joy for me the last two years, but um, we yeah. have to yeah find a, a middle ground. But that's cool. Yeah, you have a, a wide variety of, of options for people. And I love that you keep in mind like different price points. Um, yeah. When I clicked on your workbook to see the cost, I was like expecting a few hundred dollars just because like when I think about workbooks, I know that there's a lot of time that goes into it, you know, to create them and everything. Totally. I was like, 
$33. Wow. She's given us a deal like that. <laughs> I don't even know what it, what it contains, but I know anything that has like, again, follow along worksheets or anything workbooky related takes a lot of time. So it's, it's really cool that you were able to offer that for a, a more affordable price. So that's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Anything else that you can think of that um, would be helpful for folks to know before we sign off? Hmm. Start small. Um, people tend to feel very energized after listening to something like this. So just set a timer on your phone for like 15 minutes or 30 minutes and just go tackle your I call them utility drawers because I'm trying to rebrand them in a positive way, but oh. junk drawers. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I have like five of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like just tackle something small, throw on some um, like buy honorable beats, like music. It, like it's really nice um, to just like get in the zone and then build from there. I think everything is about like positive habit forming. Um, what was that book? Habits. Atomic Habits? Yes, that one. It's a really good book for um, this kind, any kind of new habit you want to create, but just resetting um, kind of a different relationship to how your, how your home is set up in particular mm. is just about starting small and then kind of building from there as you go um, and getting accountability, whether that's through someone like me or just your friend or partner or family member, um, just being there to to offer support along the way. Um, you can do it. Anyone can do it. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. Talk about like feeling energized. I, I seriously, I'm like, I'm, that's it. I'm canceling my appointments for the afternoon. Like <laughs> I can't work. I, I need to organize. So yeah, the starting small is good. Otherwise you end up literally selling both your couches and sleeping on your living room floor for like <laughs> four months and you have a really good time while you're doing it, but you annoy yeah. the shit out of your partner. So <laughs> I'm taking your advice. Awesome. Um, well, thank you so much, Devin. This has really been amazing to connect with you and to learn from you. And I'm really excited to share this episode with folks and for them to be able to take advantage of all that you said today, but also the resources and the services that you provide as well. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of GTB. If you're enjoying this podcast, feel free to head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe. You can also share this podcast on Instagram and tag me at Give em the Bird Podcast. I will see you back here next week for another episode, but in the meantime, go give them the bird. <laughs>